We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. We got Baccioni and Hickey and also Graceffo clocking in early back at the CBS Sports Radio Hub in New York City where they're fighting through a power outage, transformers, some issue. Over 40,000 without power there on the west side of Manhattan. Uh, We also began our show talking about everything we'll get to in the Westbrook trade, and we'll talk about baseball and juice covers and the NFL and possible 18-game schedule. Uh, But I wanted to go back to the Tyler Skeggs tribute. What happened before, during, and after that game last night was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in sports. So we talked about a higher, a higher power, divine intervention, fate, destiny. I'm not preaching, but I would like to hear the stories from you, the listeners in North America, and whether it was at a, a local game, college, pro, any sport, that for one night you felt there was divine intervention, higher power, fate, destiny, just for that one game, that one evening. I'd love to hear your stories this hour. You can join us, 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge, if you want to tweet us, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. I have a few that I'll share with you. Because I, I didn't know I was going here, and this is why I love doing free-form talk radio. I knew I'd talk about it. I know watching that last night and thinking about it impacted me. But then people share a story. People talk about an emotional moment, how this happened. And it's not just like the miracle on ice. It's not just a team winning a championship and you didn't see it coming like Toronto did. It's about for one game where a team rises up, fans included, and they help somebody get through a tough time. So I'd love to hear your stories, one 212 cbs That's one 212 Hickey Baccioni doing a great job back at CBS Sports Radio. Let's go to David in Miami, Florida. Thanks for the wait, and you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Yeah, I just like to say, you know, I was there when Jose Fernandez passed away. The next game they played was against the New York Mets, and I was there when D. Gordon hit that home run off Bartolo Colon. And you know, I believe in the higher power. Like, it was there. It was there that night. And I believe it was there last night with Tyler Sags. I believe it was there. Thank you very much for taking my phone call. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, David, thank you. in Miami. And, and I remember that game. And I think Gordon hit a pitch, if, if I'm not wrong, like a, a tough pitch to hit out. And he was no, is known uh, for his speed and not his power. Though Those are the type of moments that uh, Fernandez, his teammates, the family, that they deserve that night. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And no matter, you know, Fernandez, the, the story, the Marlins, if you've never been to a game, if you didn't know who he was, if you have a heart, you'll appreciate that the family 
and, the, and his teammates who knew him much better than any of us in the media or fans had that night together. You can join us at 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. Let's go to Mike in Indiana. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Huge. Love your show. Listen to it after every Saturday night card game. Hey, I wanted to share a story that uh, I was telling the producer that uh, my kids' youth soccer team came to practice one day, middle of the week, and I see the coach lying there on the ground crying, and I didn't know what had happened. The assistant coach, who was best friend, said that his dad had just passed that day. He just found out right before he went to practice. They canceled practice, and and they didn't, didn't think they were going to have a game. And I, I just said, Dad, I said, hey, I'll, I'll coach the team this weekend. Lost a couple coast games early in the season, and we didn't practice. And I thought, man, I don't, we'll see how we do. We, we didn't look good the first two games. The kids came out and played unbelievable. 8 nothing win. And, you know, upward soccer is all about not only participation, but obviously, uh, you know, the higher powers and those type of things. And, and every kid scored in that game, so every kid – Defended well in that game. Every kid got every star for offense, defense, effort, and everything. And it spearheaded the rest of the season. I don't think they gave up a goal the rest of the year, and I think won six more in the league. And and it was just that type of moment. As a dad, I just thought it was the right thing to do, and I was so proud of those kids. And and of course, I, I only got to know them through the the league and the and the team and stuff. But uh, as a dad, it was a great moment to have, you know my daughter could be part of that to help you know that coach and his family out in a tough time. Um, so I thought of that situation with Tyler Skaggs last night and the Angels and kind of reminded me of something that happened almost 10 years ago. So And, and how I old were the girls? Uh, how old, how old was that team? That they were probably, let me think back, uh, six, seven-year-olds. She started four or five. She was young. Really? Six, seven. It was like her third, fourth year. Yeah. You know, and again, it's one of those, you know, you have offense, defense, little goals, not really any super goalies out there. You just play some defense and some offense, and you know how it is at that age. But um, like I said, it was just a phenomenal experience that I didn't expect that result. I was just happy to get through the game, maybe get a win. That'd be great. But for every kid to score on that team, you know, there's I think we have six on the team, and it's a four-on-four type thing, little field, and uh, every kid scored. Every kid played a ton, and and they just and the other team was very gracious. They knew the situation, and and we just happened to be on. And I think it just it just carried us through the whole rest of the season, and and it was just galvanizing. And and I just wanted to share that with you, huge, because I thought of what you were saying. And like I said, I, I haven't shared it publicly ever. I, this is the first time. It's just something I didn't, you know, think about. I was just dad. I was just being dad and helping out, you know. So I just wanted to share that, and I appreciate everything you do on the radio, my man. Yeah, Michael, thank you so much for that story uh, from Indiana. I remember uh, Wes Leonard. Some of you may have read the story in Sports Illustrated, seen it on the news. Uh, Fenville, Michigan. It's on the west side of the state. Uh, he died uh, right when the game ended. He had a, a heart issue. They didn't have an AED in the gym, and he died. He was a great athlete. Football, basketball, I think baseball. And the team continued to play to honor the late Wes Leonard. And I remember going to Hope College and DeVos Fieldhouse in Holland, Michigan, west side of the state, and I did my show. And Tom Izzo, the Michigan State head coach, showed up unexpectedly and addressed the team before the game. 
And I think the team wore T-shirts, never forgotten, Wes Leonard, his number, place with 4,000 people. And it was one of the most powerful nights that I've ever had as a member of the media and also just as a guy that appreciates life and sports. It was amazing. Well, to fast forward a couple weeks ago with Gary Leonard, his father, every year I've showed up to the West Leonard Hart team and their annual golf outing at a course by the name of Diamond Springs in Hamilton, Michigan. And his mom and his dad and his brother Mitchell and their hearts are heavy and their friends drive in from Kansas every year for that golf outing, a way to celebrate the legacy of West. But his high school coach who was there on the bench when West died, Ryan Klingler, who now coaches at Granville High School in Michigan, you know, he leads that West Leonard Hart team. And I think they've given, I want to say, over a thousand AEDs to schools and little leagues and sports teams and the mission to honor the legacy of Wes and also try and prevent another unfortunate death. That's one story. And the other story is Ryan Fisher. He's a high school hockey player, Granville, Michigan. On the day they were going to play in the semifinals in the state tournament in Michigan, his dad went to wake him up in the morning for a big breakfast on a big day, and Ryan didn't wake up. Died in his sleep. The team that night went to, I think, Plymouth, Michigan, Canton, Michigan, east side of the state, and they played in the semifinal against Detroit Catholic Central. And they lost. But after the game, Detroit Catholic Central went and skated over. And the Granville team had met, you know, even in the loss with their goaltender. And the Detroit Catholic Central team formed a circle with their arms around those players. And that picture said it all. And Ryan Fisher wanted to go to the Naval Academy or to West Point. And by the way, the team the next year went one step further. Didn't win the state title, but went to the state championship game with his brother Connor Fisher playing on that team. And they still were inspired by Ryan. Well, Connor Fisher currently plays hockey for Army at West Point, and his brother honored the legacy of his late brother, Ryan, and not only was accepted at West Point, but plays hockey for the cadets. How cool is that? And those are just, I know they're sports stories, but the inspiration of a team willing to play on the day that their captain died in his sleep, a high school team, or West Leonard and Fenville in a great small town, Americana, west side of Michigan, they kept playing with heavy hearts. And then Ryan Klingler, the coach, 
has made it his life mission with the West Leonard Hart team to try and ensure that another coach and another family doesn't go through what the Leonard family went through. Those are the great stories that not in, in celebrating a life and a legacy that lives on. That's exactly what I thought of watching start to finish everything that went on last night in Los Angeles. And I've been blessed in 27 years to be able to carry on the legacy of law enforcement, military, and athletes that left this earth way too early. It is my mission and my obligation to help honor those legacies, whether it's locally, statewide, or at times when it fits on this national broadcast. Let's go to Lewis in Toronto, Canada, listening on AM590. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, huge. How are you? How you doing, buddy? Ah, excellent, excellent. You know what? You're bringing up some uh, really emotional uh, sports pieces, right? And uh, one that I was fortunate enough to watch myself was uh, John McDonald from the Toronto Blue Jays. He uh, had just come back from bereavement leave, having his father pass away. And his first game back happened to be on Father's Day. And now, for a guy who's known more for his glove and his defense, he you know, hit that game-winning home run. I believe it was even a walk-off home run. And when he was crossing the plate, he pointed up to the sky as if saying, hey, Dad, that one's for you. And uh, there wasn't a dry eye in the place, and I still get chills thinking about it. Well, thank you for yeah, thanks for sharing that story uh, in Toronto. And I really appreciate uh, we have a ton of calls uh, online. I want to get to your stories. There are so many in sports uh, where – Divine intervention, higher power, fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it. So please share your moment, whether it's a local team in your town, your city, your state, or something where you couldn't believe this happened. And it has nothing to do with winning a championship. Angels are probably not even going to the playoffs. Never know now. They could be inspired by this. But it was for the Skeggs family. You can join us on 855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line 1-855-212-4227 is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance at Geico.com. Hickey and Baccioni and Graceffo are back at the CBS Sports Radio Hub in New York City. First huge question of the night off of the Tyler Skeggs tribute pregame. Combined no-hitter postgame putting the 45 jerseys all around the mound. Tell me the most emotional night you remember in sports where a team was paying tribute to a fallen player, coach, parent. It could be your local team, could be college, could be pro, any sport. Minor leagues, you tell me. 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 
888-344-4227, at Saturday Hilge on Twitter, and Saturday Night Hilge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Larry in Cleveland, Ohio. Thanks for the wait, and you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hello there, sir. This is, this is Larry. Good, good evening to you. Welcome to the show, Larry. Likewise yourself. Thank you for having me. Listen, I'm a blind person that lost my sight in 2005. As a, as a person with a disability, that with multiple disabilities, I lost my sight in 2005, and I thought it was going to be over. But I got adjusted pretty quickly to my blindness because of my faith. My faith in God. Faith is everything. Today and day, I do advocacy for people with disabilities in my community and across the country through different organizations. And not only I do advocacy for people with disabilities like me, I also do some type of sports called the, the – I'm part of the National Beat Baseball Association. It's a baseball league for the blind that goes across the country – and played against one another. And I'm actually deeply involved as much as I can as a person with a disability. And to let others to let others be on the radio, one time I was getting on the bus and I was going somewhere, downtown Cleveland, where I always hang out, where I'm always well respected as a, as a community member. And this passenger that was sitting across from me, she said, out of, no, out of the blue, I see hope in you. You know why? I told her. I always walk by faith. My faith is everything in me. God gave me a second chance. And my faith is everything to me. And I told her, listen to the song called Walk by Faith by Jeremy Camp. I always do that. God bless you. God bless your audience. And thank you for having me on the show. And Larry, uh, good luck with the beat baseball. And to you and your teammates and your travels. Let's go to Andy in Chicago listening on AM670, The Score. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, huge. Uh, I just remember in 99, Walter Payton died. Uh, the following Sunday, the Bears went up to Lambeau to play, and it looked like we were going to get done in again by a last-second drive. And on the wings of Walter, Brian Robinson jumped up and tipped uh, a chip-shot field goal to save the game. You know, Andy, and thanks for that call in Chicago. I was working on AM1000 in Chicago at that time. And when he passed away, wow, what an amazing man and a city uh, that loved him. I remember at Soldier Field anchoring the memorial with Luke Canellis and Dave Tuerson. We had Singletary call in and all those 85 Super Bowl Bears. Mm, sweetness. He was amazing. We've been blessed. I don't care what your age is with these unbelievable athletes. Who, who impact us, who give us goosebumps when we think about their videos or you, you'll see old ones pop up on Twitter or Facebook. Walter, you just say Walter. and you, Barry, you know who you're talking about. Emmett, right? You know you, you know who we're talking about. Now let's go to Tim in Ohio. Thanks for the wait, and you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, huge, uh, huge fan. Uh, this is my first time on National so I'm a little nervous, but uh, I enjoyed Larry's story, and uh, God bless him, too. But uh, I wanted to tell a little story of my own. It's not so much sports, but when I was younger, 10 years old, my family and I went to Myrtle Beach, and I was out in the ocean, and uh, something grabbed a hold of my foot, and I got attacked by a sand tiger shark. Only about six-foot 
shark. It wasn't a, a huge one, but um, anyways, we finished up our vacation. I went home that night, and my grandpa died about a month earlier from when we were on vacation. And I was laying there in bed, and I looked up in my doorway, and my grandpa was standing right there. And he was just, like, looking at me, like, standing over me, watching me. And I was, like, I was kind of, I was in shock, and I turned away because I was a little scared. And then I looked again because I'm like, this can't be real. And I looked again, and it was him. And he was just, like, standing there looking at me. And my mom said, Timmy, you were you were dreaming. And I said, Mom, I wasn't dreaming. My foot was throbbing. I couldn't go to sleep. And I had laid there for about 45 minutes. But I know for a fact I wasn't dreaming. I looked up, and my grandpa, I, I, I know that my grandpa was watching over me. And I have a lot of faith, and I have faith in God. And uh, I love your show, and you guys take care. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Wow. Tagged by a six, seven-foot shark. I loved how he tried to explain it. It wasn't that big. It's a shark. And I'm glad you're doing well, Tim. Thanks for sharing that. Anthony of Massachusetts, here on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Thank you very much for having me on, sir. Um, quickly, um, thank you so much for giving me this platform. Um, I've always wanted to talk about this because I'm not a big homer. In terms of being a fan, but I'm um, about a 25-minute drive from Boston, and I think a lot of people forget when the Boston bombings happened, it was a weak affair. It wasn't just like one day. It was a tragedy. These people were on the run for a good four or five days, and my area was one of the areas that was blocked off among thousands of others. And when David Ortiz came out and made that speech, and like I said, I can't stand the Red Sox, and I'm from here, so I live it all day, every day. It was a transcendent moment, and it really, um, you know, hit me in a way that, you know, beyond any sport could. And, you know, because those kind of moments that bring a community together and make you realize, like, all that rivalry and all that rhetoric is all fun and good but when it's time to get serious that there are real genuine human beings out there it was just so impactful and you know really it made all of us feel alive again and that's coming from again someone like me who can't stand them but it's not about you know the team or an individual sport player at that point it's about your community and it means so much that um, someone with his kind of platform can really touch everyone that's around us, not necessarily a fan, but even someone in that area. And, you know, it just uh, says a lot about, I think, humans in general, and that, you know, it's love always beats hate, no matter what. Love's the only thing that can beat it. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, thank you, Anthony, Massachusetts, and, yeah, the Boston Strong and Ortiz, and you can see how much the city, franchise, fan base, New England, Boston Nation, Red Sox Nation, all across the country and all around the world. You know, he, after he was attacked, assassin, assassination attempt, uh, he what just went through his third surgery. Uh, so huge love to Ortiz and his family. But you can see the love and the way it goes. You know, he showed love to the city as a player, as a leader. And you know, Boston, I... And New Yorkers, too, uh, the tattered flag and President Bush throwing out the first pitch, right? And tattered flag flying, you know, from ground zero. Come on. You know, just that moment. Forget the game, forget the series, forget the 
stats, that moment, that moment of Ortiz in a speech, you know, with the attacks on humanity, not just America, these are these are connected to sports, Boston Marathon, you know, tattered flag, old Yankee Stadium, Ortiz at Fenway. There, there is no other platform outside of a church where people can find a way to heal. And Tyler Skeggs and the L.A. Angels last night, living proof. There is, there is no, outside of a, a, the sanctity of a sanctuary in church. It's amazing what sports does for us. They can drive us, our teams can drive us crazy, but... As that guy said, he can't stand the Red Sox, but as a guy living in Massachusetts, he respected the heck out of Ortiz for that speech when the people needed it. You can join us, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Share your emotional day, moment in a stadium that had nothing to do with the outcome of the game, but just a powerful sports experience for you. To all the callers online from all across North America, your huge opinions are next. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's huge Bill Simonson. Tomorrow at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific, CBS Sports Network brings you tennis like you've never seen it before. Don't miss the action-packed mixed-gender showdown between San Diego and New York. It's World Team Tennis on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports, uh, the CBS Sports TV network. We're live across North America, Baccioni and Hickey together for one final segment. Graceffo and the crew will be coming up after the top of the hour. First huge question of the night off the Tyler Skeggs. Unbelievable, unexpected Pre-game, in-game, post-game, and everything that happened that was emotional and beautiful and helped the Skaggs family and the Angels for one night through a very dark time. Give me your emotional moment, whether it was at a youth game, a high school, a college pro, where for one night you're like, there, there was... Divine intervention. It was a higher power. There, there was something spiritual about this sporting event that I just watched. You can join us at one eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Andrew in Boston. Thanks for the wait. And you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I love the show. Um, back in 2003, my my best friend was diagnosed with leukemia, um, and it wasn't a positive outlook, um, as I mean, it normally is, but especially uh, for him, he wasn't given a whole lot of time. Um, all diehard Red Sox fans in July of 2004, um, he just kept saying that this is our year, this is, you know, we got this. This is our year. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away um, at the end of July in that in that year. And we always watched the games together with his dad. His dad's a diehard fan. Um, 
down 0-3 to the Yankees in October. After that game, you know, we were all distraught. And his dad just stood up and said, it's not over. We got this. He said, we had it. We have it. And, man, I don't need to tell you what that meant to the city of Boston, but for us, it meant more. Thank you, Andrew, uh, for sharing that story in Boston. I appreciate it. Uh, Corey out in Arizona. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, how you doing? Love the show. Uh, thanks, Corey. Uh, so I just want to preface this as a 41-year-old lifelong Viking fan, and I'm a diehard Vikings fan, and um, I grew up despising Brett Favre, but watching him the night after his father died on Monday night against the Raiders was one of the craziest things i ever seen. I mean, I've always respected the guy because he's a great quarterback, but those passes and touchdowns he was throwing that night, I mean, if you remember, he was just heaving the ball and his guys were coming down with it. I don't even know how it happened half the time. And I have nothing but bad respect for the guy just for that night. That was, it made me respect the guy as much as I don't like the Packers. To me, that always stood out. Just for the fact of how, how much I did like the Packers, and that always stuck with me because I did like the guy, honestly. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, appreciate you listening uh, out in Arizona. Yeah, I remember that Monday night performance, and then it hit Favre, I think, right there afterwards. That inspires uh, when there's just the stars align. We can get spiritual. It could be fate, destiny, higher power, divine intervention. Just for that one night. This isn't about it. And sometimes you'll see teams, as I've mentioned, where uh, you know high school or college or even pro teams will go on this run for a city or for a family. And it's and then people start cheering. And you have no connection. That's why we're watching the Angels last night, pre, in-game, post-game. And you felt something. And that's a beautiful thing in sports. It really is. Let's go to Hutch in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hi, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I I have an inspirational and emotional story for you. Um, my emotional story was in 2011. I'm an IndyCar fan. I'm a Pirates, Steelers, Pens, Pitt, all fans, but I'm I'm a IndyCar fan at heart. And 2011, Dan Weldon goes killed in Las Vegas um, in a speedway accident. He got killed. That was, I, I just remember breaking down in my living room, just crying. Um, it was a tough, it was a tough time for more motorsports fans and everybody, but we saw last year, um, Robert Wickens at Pocono Speedway. He was paralyzed from the waist down and he's working. <laughs> he's, he's a tough son of a bee. He's working 10 to 12 hours a day trying to get back into a car. And uh, that's my inspirational story. So if, if anybody wants to look at an inspirational story, look at that guy, Robert Wickens. He, he's working hard. It, it's something to see. Thank you, Hutch, uh, in Pittsburgh, PA. Let's travel to New England once again. John in Maine, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, huge. Uh, so I think I'll just I'll try to stick to the topic. Um, 
So I guess I, met, I might have been 11 or 12 years old when I, I saw Buster Douglas defeat Mike Tyson. And I'm pretty sure it was right after his mother passed away. So if you want to think about a story where a guy dug deep to, to get a victory for somebody that may have just recently passed away, I think that's a good story to look back to. Uh, that was a really hard-fought match there, and he had no business winning that fight that day, but he did. All right, well, thank you so much, Johnny, in Maine. And what about the story of Nate Lashley at the Rocket Mortgage Classic on the PGA Tour in Detroit just a few weeks ago? Where all the pain in his journey after losing his parents and his girlfriend while golfing in college at the University of Arizona, his parents went to like an NCAA regional out west, and they, their plane, along with his girlfriend, and it crashed in Wyoming, I think, returning from that NCAA regional. And Nate just went on this journey in life where he almost gave up golf and was flipping houses, living out in Scottsdale. And at the age of 36, and he grew up in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, it all came together start to finish in Detroit. Less than a month ago at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. His first PGA Tour win, he got the two-year exemption. He'll be playing in the Open over in Northern Ireland. He gets to go to the Masters. And I remember watching that on CBS on television. And Jim Nance just knows how to capture and not hype, but capture a great story. And Nate, walking up 18, and his family and friends had flown in from Scottsdale and Scottsbluff, Nebraska, and they're all there. And he lost his parents and he lost his girlfriend. And he almost gave up golf. Life felt empty. Lost the passion, got it back, and he wins on the PGA Tour over a million dollars and gets the two-year exemption. Those are the great moments in sports. Not that we celebrate because of someone else's misery or loss, but we're, we're there with them in spirit. We really are. Let's go to Woody in Ontario. Our friends listening up in Canada, you're on the Saturday Night Huge show. Yeah, thanks for taking the call. I'm, uh, I just wanted to kind of get a little off the topic here. It's more like a case of why or wow. I remember when I was a kid, I'm going on 70 now, I remember when I was young, teenage years maybe, the first game of the, end, uh, of the National League Baseball always used to be in Cincinnati. And I remember sitting in front of the TV and before the first pitch was thrown in that afternoon, the umpire behind home plate, who was the senior umpire, I think his name was Jock O'Connell, but I'm not sure, uh, he just keeled over before the first pitch, and he died right there. And it was just weird, and I thought, wow, like, what a, what a time for something like this to happen. Like, why? You know, it just didn't make sense, you know. It'd be like a, like a referee in the NHL before he drops the puck to start a game. He keels over and dies, like... <laughs> So just it was just the timing of it, I thought, well, you know, he could have died in his hotel room or in a restaurant or walking across the street or anything. But it was weird, just doing something he loved, you know. It was too, yeah, it was, uh, it was something weird. I've always remembered that. That was probably back maybe in the 80s or even the late 70s. I don't know. All right, Woody. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the call from Ontario. Let's go to Jordan in Ohio. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. 
Jordan. Let's go to Daniel in Houston, uh, listening on AM 610. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Hugh? I just want to tell you, um, I actually have three quick ones real quick. Uh, I have one, a story about the physical, a story about the emotional, and a, sp- a story about the spiritual. The physical has to go with Michael Jordan's flu game. He dug deep. I know it had nothing, nothing to really do with, like, you know, any, any tragedy, but he dug deep physically and scored. I, I don't really know how many points. I think it was, like, 45-something points. Uh, so that he would be the physical. The uh, spiritual, I would say Kobe Bryant. I'm not a fan of Kobe, but that his very last game, I was a huge fan because he dug deep. People were, were, you know, hating on him about, you know, his body and about all the money he had or whatever was going on with his contract, and he scored as many points. I remember that was the only time I ever rooted for Kobe Bryant, and he came in with that spirit of saying, this is my last time I'm ever going to play an NBA basketball game, and he made me a fan of Kobe Bryant. The last one is uh, Derrick Rose. Um, through all the trials and tribulations, all the ups and downs that that man has had, all the injuries that he's had, and still rocking, what, 51 points in Minnesota last year and the emotional uh, right. outcome that came after. It, it was just amazing, but thank you. All right, well, thank you, Daniel in Houston. Didn't mean to rush you off. We have a network break coming up. want to thank Baccioni and Hickey back at CBS Sports Radio. They're helping the first two hours. Graceffo and his crew are coming up. We're the only show based on huge opinions, yours and mine.